Welcome to The Great People Show, your guide to greatness, your GPS to excellence. Here's your host, J.J. White. Hi, everyone, and welcome to The Great People Show. I'm your host, J.J. White, and he's back in The Great People Studio. Man, I haven't been able to say that in a long time. It I know. felt good to say, he's back. I'm back. Welcome back, James. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing a lot better than last week. Yeah. You know, you and I uh, almost skipped a show. That would have been unprecedented. Would have been horrible. We can't uh, We can't have that. And we're at show 95 today, five Man. shows away from the big 100. You know, I hadn't really thought about that. Yeah. I mean, well, I hadn't thought about it recently and just realized we probably ought to do something special. We should. 100. Like, we that's should. a really huge mammoth deal. You know, maybe we should just throw it out to the listeners and... Give us some ideas on what we should do for our 100th anniversary. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that no, sounds a big old. deal. That sounds old. 100, 100th anniversary <laughs> sounds old. Yep. Uh, our studio is only so big. Uh, at one point, I was thinking, you know, we could bring back every guest co-host, every caller. Oh, man. That... I mean, we'd have to really up our game. We'd have to go somewhere like Altria Theater or something yeah. like that. Actually, you know, that would be, that would be cool. Altria Theater would be Do you know cool. anybody? Because I, I, we're not paying for it. <laughs> we'll talk after the show. <laughs> we're not paying. Somewhere that big, but we're not paying for it. Anyway, enough about us. Thank you all for being here and allowing us to be a part of your journey. Wherever you're listening to us right now, Facebook Live, the podcast on 92.7 FM, Richmond. Thank you for being here and allowing us to be a part of your journey. You can get every show that we do on our website, which is greatpeopleshow.com. We highly encourage you to go there. And if you are a podcast listener, please give us a five-star rating. We beg of you, please give us a rating. But, you know, only if you really like the show and or reasonably like the show, we'll take a five-star rating. Just thank you. Thank you for being here. Every show we deliver to you, the listener, the insights and inspirations to live different. This is kind of like a new little theme we've got going on. If you, if you catch us on the video, you'll see we have the hashtag live different behind us. So we're going to continue our series on live different, and living different doesn't happen without risk. So I got a couple questions for us and our audience today, James. Mm -hmm. Have you ever had an idea, but then decided it was too risky? A few times. I mean, the ones that are really crazy. What's that? You seem like a risky guy. Yeah. I mean, my whole life has been a huge risk, uh, which I love. (laughs) But uh, yeah, sometimes there'll be something that's just so crazy that I'll, I'll say, well, it's not probably not worth the risk. Really? Yeah. How do you measure that? How do you decide kind of if something is too risky for you? What are the true chances of success in my own mind? And if, you know, if it's some crazy low percentage chance or it could result or or it is likely to result in serious injury to me. Uh, <laughs> physical, mental, Yeah, physical, financial. mental, et cetera. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, I, I am someone who is, I am not risk averse. I, I, I look for risk. I believe that within risking things is where we grow a lot Mm -hmm. and where we will capture some of the biggest opportunities. And I have certainly failed handful of times after taking a risk, but, um, but you know, it's, it's played out well, far more times than it has not well. What do you think something has to be worth for you to take a risk for it? Man, that is, that is hard to, what is worth? Yeah. 
That's uh, that's hard to that's hard to articulate. You know, the answer to that question was a lot simpler before I had two kids. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, before I had two kids, it was like, oh, whatever. We, you know, I'll, I'll do anything. I mean, I, you know, was <laughs> going into business debt. You know, signing my house away and and everything else, and and not really caring because it really was just me and 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 my wife, and and she was right there with me. Today, again, I've got I've got two children that. I need clothes and food and college someday. And uh, so, you know, my, my, my criteria has definitely changed a little bit, but still I, I, I just left a, I just left a position, you know, what, five months ago, not even a few months, two months ago, I'm sorry. I left a position two months ago that, uh, you know, was extremely safe, that paid me very well, that I enjoyed and was good at uh, to take a risk getting back into a small business that has a much bigger upside potential Mm -hmm. uh for me and my family and that's that's a big risk so sounds like because the example you used your first measuring stick is how does it impact my family yeah yeah i mean definitely because if it it was all just me man i I, i'll do darn near anything because you can handle the the repercussions yeah oftentimes if family's involved our financial future's involved and of course the focus on our show has always been other people is how does this impact the other people around you? Because living different isn't just about what you get to have or you become or you get to be or anything like that. It, it's, it's a part of that. But the biggest thing that we should be really thinking about is how can I be an inspiration to other people? What legacy am I leaving behind me? And you don't have to be married or have to have kids to have a legacy. You don't have to own a business to have a legacy. No, You could just, you could just be a human being with friends and have a legacy. And, and these are the things that, that should matter the most to us in our lives. But unfortunately, we live in a world where day in and day out, the only thing that really matters to us is us. Exactly. And risk is risk is such a, a wide-ranging thing. I mean, when we talk about risk, we could people think about careers, and that's what we talk about on the show a lot. So you think mm-hmm. about taking a risk in your career, whether, whether that's starting your own business or just moving into a different business or maybe leaving your job entirely to go back to school yeah. to retrain yourself. Risk could be getting into a relationship. Risk could be deciding to take up skydiving. I mean, it, it can be so many different things. So I have another question for you because I almost wanted to talk about that whole what 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 areas of risk are we talking about? We'll get to that in just a minute. But were you ever, and this is for you and our listeners, and for me too, were you ever worried you'd fail and people would mock you because of that risk? No. So I I, I totally see that in you. I, yeah. I don't doubt that's your answer. Um, I I don't believe I'm that person either. I think earlier in my life, certainly when I was in my 20s, probably into my 30s, the risk that I decided to take often was tied to what would people think of me. Mm-hmm. And when you add family, your spouse and your kids, there is an element of what they'll think of me. I don't want my kids to think I'm a failure. Right. So it's easy not to do things that may lead to failure, especially if it puts them somewhere in harm's way. Uh, but I think, I, James, I think a lot of our listeners do get tied up and get worried about failing and what people will think about them. That's one of the main things that keep people from taking a risk in their life to have a different life. Mm. It's a shame. It's a real shame because, you know, what 
other there are always going to be other people there to bring you down and there are always going to be people out there you know frankly that are that are hoping that you fail a little bit you know you're, you're gonna have you're gonna have people who see you taking these risks and they are going to be jealous of the fact that you're willing to take that risk and in their mind honestly they want you to fail because then it'll justify to them oh that was a bad move after all and you know I was right, and I would never do so. That that's why I never do something like that. I'm really glad you brought that up because, as we have talked about in a very short period of time, live different. The first one was about change. You have to change to live different. This show is about taking a risk to live different. Our, our preliminary shows on this topic will be addressing and looking at all the barriers and things that will get initially in your way mm-hmm. of living different. And if you can't move past or through these things, there's no sense in talking about all the other things because you'll just never scale that mountain to see what's on the other side of the mountain. And a, another huge element to this is other people. And and gosh, I could we, we could get really diverted on this one because it is a very powerful force in anything different happening in your life is the impact that other people will have on you, not because they don't like you, not because they want to see you hurt. It's because they love you and care about you so much. They're willing to do anything to keep you exactly where you are. That is, to me, beyond our own head and our own limiting beliefs, it is the next powerful force that keeps us very stationary, very stuck in the status quo. I agree. I think think that 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 is part of it, that it's people who love us who don't want to see us get hurt. And I, I feel strongly that the other half are people who are very jealous, Amen. who are very jealous of us um, taking these risks. And and again, you, you validate them if you fail. Last question. I'm sure I'll ask more questions, but this is my last prepared question. Do you have to risk it all to have it all? No. No, I don't think you have to. Listen, I... I don't even really know what risk it all means other than to literally risk your life. Yeah. So, you know, back back when when I used to have these business loans and and we were, you know, everything was leveraged. You know, I used to say to Catherine, we would my wife when we would talk about worst-case scenarios. I say, you know, it could certainly happen that we could be broke, but we will never be poor. I remember you and I talking about that at lunch one day. Yeah. It was during the recession. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's yeah, and the recession was another scary time for us. And that that mindset, JJ, has always brought me a lot of comfort as I have taken some of these huge risks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I could I could things go horribly wrong? Could I go broke? Absolutely. But will I always have a way to to make a living, scrape, scrape things together, mm-hmm. bring myself back up? At, Yes, I could never be poor. And poor is a state of mind as much as anything else. And people who are industrious, um, people who are hardworking, again, things could go wrong. You you could go broke, but uh, yeah. you won't be poor. I think the answer to this question for me is that when we take any risk, we think we're risking it all. Mm-hmm. I think our mind plays tricks on us that when you have to make a change in your life and you believe at this moment you are going to sacrifice something, time, money, relationships, ego, pride, reputation, that our mind makes us believe everything's on the line. Mm -hmm. That literally, it's like going to Vegas with every dime we have and putting it all on red. And 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 it's not like that. 
but we think it's like that. So we very quickly say, I, I can't afford that. I can't, I, but what is it, getting back to the worth question, what is it worth to have a different life? Isn't it worth everything to have a different life? Depends on who you ask. You know, we talk, we talk on the show a lot about people's comfort zones. And a lot of the time, what we're risking is losing the comfort in mm-hmm. our life. And to some people, just losing that is almost equivalent to losing everything. I, I, I don't want to have to move into a smaller house. I don't want to have to give up these possessions. I don't want to have to do this, this, and this. It's not worth the risk of those things to me. It's not worth getting out of my comfort zone. And risk is the comfort zone. Yeah. I mean, it, if, if you had to define what risk is, it's literally moving the comfort zone. And you can look at it many different ways, moving it, breaking it, shattering it, expanding it, whatever, but risk is all about getting out of the comfort zone. And I'm glad we brought up this whole topic about moving forward and, and getting out of our comfort zone because it's, it's about a path that we're taking in mm-hmm. life. And, and it's interesting, if you really think about how we live our life, we are always moving forward, James. I mean, even, even if you feel like you're stuck in everything and nothing's changed in your life, you're still a day older. Yep. Uh, you're still moving forward. That's what life does. It moves us forward until it's over. And so this is about being on the path and then just doing a little bit different the next step and a little bit different the next step. This isn't about being in a compartment. I think people think of life as being in a, in a room. And then all of a sudden you, you open a door to another room and it's like a maze. Like, mm. I don't know whether to go left. I don't know whether to go right. Uh, maybe I should just stay here. Mm-hmm. Like, we just see life as this, as this maze or almost like it's an escape room type thing. But folks, life is actually, it's like being outside on a path and you're always walking forward. Where's the, the risk in that? Like, it's going to happen no matter what. Now, I understand there's T's in the road and there's Y's in the road and, and we have to make decisions along the way. But no matter what, you're moving forward. Don't you want more control over what that path looks like as you're moving forward? I think we just look at this whole thing of life and living different and how risk is involved backwards. I just I think I think we look at it wrong. Mm-hmm. Like we just have these perceptions. Maybe it's because you've noticed other people do different things and take risks and they've lost everything. And we say we don't want to be like that person. So I'm just going to kind of stay, I'm just going to stay right right here. I'm going to almost lock myself in this room. And it's not like that at all. That's not what life is is like. I think the most successful people in the world, the people that you look at that are doing well, don't have boundaries on their life. I agree. And and I think if you're looking for the people who have failed after taking risks, you're going to find that. But if you're looking for the people who have succeeded after taking risks, you're going to find that too. You can look at it. You can look at it either way, depending on how you're trying to uh, to convince yourself. You know, when I was when I was involved in in M and A and and in the sale of businesses, I, I used to tell people who were having doubts. Um, not not that the doubts were always bad ones, but I say, you know, there there are always going to be a hundred reasons for you to decide not to do this, for mm-hmm. you to talk yourself out of this. In fact, I'll I'll add some to the list if you want. But but if you start going down that path, 
then you're going, you're likely to talk yourself out of doing something that could be the best thing that you ever do for you and your family. Absolutely. Um, but in risk, in anything that we do that's a risk, that's why it's a risk. There are always plenty of reasons that we could talk ourselves out of doing it and deciding that it's a really bad idea. But you know what? You can look at the other side and see why it's a really good idea. And balancing those two things out is where the right decision lies. A very wise man once said, the foreshore boat never gets far from the shore. Yep. It just doesn't ever leave. And and on this path thing, if you think about it, most people play checkers in their life. Most people are just looking at the next move. Mm-hmm. Very few people truly play chess. And I'm going to I'm gonna be very honest here, James. I don't even know how to play chess. Me neither. Are you serious? You don't know how to play chess. My wife tried to teach you me once. Are ki- it didn't go well. You, of all the things you do... <laughs> You have an airline pilot. You have a pilot's license, dude. You do everything. Like I don't. I mean, you're a you're you're a man of mystery. Like you've got all these, and you don't know how to play chess. I'm not a board game person, folks. This show's over. I'm done. <laughs> I'm I not. Can't, a, I, I'm blown away right now. I'm not a board game guy. James Muncy. Like I expect me not to know how to play chess. Yeah, no, I did to not disappoint you. Expect you not to how to. Play. Oh my god. I'm decent at Monopoly. <sighs> checkers. I can do checkers. My image of you is just collapsed. I'm sorry, buddy. Well, I was kind of hoping you'd teach me. Not only did I think you knew how to play, I figured you'd be pretty amazing at it, just because the way your mind thinks. I think you would be amazing I don't like at sitting it. still at a table because is your, my problem. Your, the way your brain works is, is pretty fascinating and amazing. But anyway, back to my analogy. Most people don't play chess with their life because where we're at right now, what we do right now, the life that we have right now is guaranteed. It's given. Now, it's given the second. It could change the next second, but at least what we've set up around us is pretty consistent. We usually know what that next step looks like if we want to take it. Like, I know when I step here, probably what's going to happen. But James, it's that second step that is completely unknown to us. I know what I'm going to do next, but I don't know what it's going to look like after that, so I'm not going to do anything. And the reason you don't take enough risk is because you're waiting for something to show up that's guaranteed for you. Mm -hmm. And that, I I was about ready to say that never happens, but I think that does happen. And it doesn't happen often. So you're going to have to, if you really want to live a different life, you're going to have to start to do things with very, very little guarantee. In fact, I would say... The best best risk to take today are the ones where you have absolutely no guarantee. And here's another aspect of this whole thing, James. You don't, speaking about waiting for guarantees, we don't want to be in a situation where we're forced to take a risk. Yeah. And, and hey, I'll, I want to take a step back here for a second. Listen, there are no... you want no, to talk about chess? No, I want to talk about guarantees. <laughs> There, there are no guarantees in life, buddy. And I know that that, that is a, that is a cliche, that is a cliche expression. Yeah. The, the, the two guaranteed things are death and taxes, but yeah, there's nothing guaranteed. There's nothing guaranteed. If you don't work for someone else, that something catastrophic can happen to, to that company tomorrow, or you could otherwise be fired. There's That's nothing true. guaranteed that your health tomorrow is going to be as good as it is today or that of your spouse or those around you. There, there is no guarantee that this economy is going to keep on pumping along uh, versus go the other way. Uh, there, are, there, are no, there are no guarantees about whether you're going to get into a car accident tomorrow that, that's going to injure you. I mean, God forbid, but there are no guarantees at all. 
So, you know, not making a move because, well, it's it's risky. I can stay here and I'm safe. Maybe you're a little bit safer, but but none of us are safe. Mm-mm. There there are risks in in there are plenty of risks in the status quo too. And and that's often a big thing that people forget. Mm-hmm. I'll get off that soapbox, but that's I, you know, you asked in the beginning of the show, you know, why, why I'm so non-risk averse, and it's it's because I also think about the fact that my current path isn't guaranteed either, buddy. Yeah, that is an excellent mindset. So there's more brain trickery here that you feel like a lot more is guaranteed than it really is. Yes, and so there's an argument to be made here. It's actually riskier to stay in the status quo than it is to start taking more control over your life for these changes to happen. And I want to take a step back because just as we've been talking about this, my mind is starting to to capture this, what is it worth? We, we I think, had a little trouble ask, answering that question up at the top of the show. We weren't prepared to answer it, but I think I think we should have that conversation now. What is it worth? Isn't it, isn't it worth your family being happier? Isn't it, isn't it worth the other people around you living a better life with you. I mean, I, I don't know if I've talked about this on the show, but we've used I've used the story of Roger Bannister so many times mm-hmm. in, in, in my training and in, in coaching. Are you familiar with the Roger Bannister story? Yep. A lot of people are. But this guy broke the four-minute mile in 1969. He was the first person in recorded human history to do it. That was certainly a breakthrough. Did you know that 669 people did that after, uh, for the next 10 years after he did it? So we're talking about doing something not for ourselves, but isn't it worth doing it for all the other people around us? Isn't it, isn't it worth doing to fulfill our calling? Mm-hmm. Is, is so many people I talk to now, especially I would say folks under the age of 35, which are labeled as millennials, hate labels, but that's pretty much what they're labeled, are very focused on purpose and calling. Isn't it isn't it worth just finding out what that is? Because yeah. you can't you you will never find out what that is by hanging out in the status quo. Uh, gosh, just make that list for yourself right now. What is it worth doing, having and being in order to take just a little extra risk? We're, folks, we're not talking about big stuff. I, I don't mean jumping out of that marriage. I don't mean quitting your job. Yes, those things are risky. Yes, there will be times in your life that you absolutely have to do that. But it's the smaller things that lead to the big things. If you take care of the small things, the big things will start to take care of themselves. And that applies to risk too. It does. I'm off my soapbox. <laughs> no, it does. And But those big things... I, you know, you talk about a bad marriage, for example, and you know, and no, we're not sitting here telling telling people who think they're in a bad marriage to to get divorced. But at the same time, there's risk to getting out of that marriage. There's plenty of risk to staying in that bad marriage. Yep. Risk of opportunity lost. Risk of happiness uh, lost. There's again, you've got to look at it from 360 degrees. Whatever that decision is. Uh, when, when you're when you're choosing what to risk, the the other thing, and again, I've talked about this on the show before. Uh, we generally make decisions in life for one of two major reasons: we're either running towards something or running mm-hmm. away from something. Mm-hmm. Don't take a risk because you're running away from something. Take risk to run towards something. Mm-hmm. I have in our notes here. There's a reason it's called 
taking a risk, right? Mm-hmm. There's a reason it's called taking a risk. It's because you get to own it. Yep. And any time in life that you truly own something, you get to do with it whatever you want. It's yours. I think a lot of people look at risk as something that's happening to them. I think a lot of people look at risk as something that's uncontrollable, that they can't manage it, they can't handle it, that it's this force that's being thrust upon them, and they're just along for the ride. You take a risk because you own the risk, and when you own the risk, you can manage the risk. Maybe you need to dial it down. Maybe you start to get into it, and you realize, I got runway here, man. I'm going for this. Mm -hmm. And you never would have seen that runway. You never would have seen that opportunity if you just sat on your butt the whole time. Yep. In fact, I would say, and I don't know about you, James, but I'd say 100% of all the amazing things that have happened in my life were because I took a step in one direction, and then something else showed up. Yep. No, you're right. And, and you know, we should also probably talk about risks, um, you know, second cousin, which is, uh, <laughs> which is regret. And, you know... Did you make that up or I, that, did it come no, from No, no, I, I, that's, that's an original. Um, like but, you know, oftentimes that I've chosen to take risk in my life, part of the motivation has been thinking about if I would more regret never having taken that risk and not knowing what the outcome would have been, or would I more regret if I took the risk and I failed? Yeah. And, you know, regret is, uh, regret's an ugly part of, of either way. Cause if, if you take the risk and, and you fail, you, you may, you may regret it. I hope that you don't. Um, if, if you had calculated it out from the get go, I think it's far worse to find yourself, 10, 20, 30 years down the road Peace. and wondering how things would have been different if you had taken that risk. At least in my mind, at least if I take it, I'll, I'll know. Speaking of down the road, you know, living different is a pursuit and taking risks moves that pursuit forward and usually faster. And this was a lesson taught to me about 20 years ago. It's not about failure. It's how quickly you recover from failure. Yeah. Failure is given in life that you will be judged, you'll judge yourself, those regrets will, will, I think, be totally minimized because you were able to recover from that failure and learn from it and do something with it. To live different is to make new decisions, and anytime we do that, risk is a necessary part of the equation. You just, you just can't eliminate it. And if you believe that you're not going to make a decision until risk is involved, let me, let me be real honest here. That decision is not making a decision, but you're not going to do anything. And living different, when you live different, other people around you get to live different. They're, they're seeing you taking a risk to make yourself better, to make the situation better. And, and they hopefully will see that you're taking a risk to make them better. I mean, that's leadership. Yep. It, truly, it truly raises the standards in all of your relationship. I guarantee right now, if you have been pursuing life, even, I wouldn't even say pursuing life to its fullest, if you've just been pursuing life at 10% of its fullest, that the people around you right now are probably not the same people around you 10, 15, 20 years ago. Now, this could be a little controversial, but I'm going to predict that you have upgraded your relationships, meaning there were people in your life that were anchors to you, that your values shifted, because that's what it means to live different, that the people around you start to become different people, and either they come along with you 
or you have to find some different people. Now, there, there's an aspect of that that I think could sound arrogant. There's an aspect of that that I think could sound selfish or whatever. But to me, it's just a matter of, of growth in life, that, that when you start to outgrow your skin a little bit, you know, you, you shed a layer of uh, negativity or you shed a layer of poor thinking or making bad decisions that the people around you at the time that were influencing that start to go away. At least I, I hope for your sake they've started to go away. Because there's only there's only until you get to a certain level in life or a point in life that you can actually start to turn back towards those people and influence them. Because let's face it, up to that point, they have influenced you. That your living different was actually heading in the wrong direction. Because we like to think of living different as improving your life. There were probably moments in your life where you used to live different and it was deproving your life. I mean, it was moving you in the wrong direction. So we have to be very careful about the people around us that are influencing that. Gosh, I'm, I'm starting to talk. I, I think I'm starting to talk about next week's show too much. Here. <laughs> but you, you, you get the point, right? Anything you wanted to add to that? No, I just to make, I think to just clarify a little bit, there are definitely relationships that we have that, that like you said, we raise the standards and, and we grow out of those relationships because maybe they're pointing us in the wrong direction. There are the relationships, though, that end just because you went different directions for good reasons. I have a lot of friends from college and, and even high school who are very successful doctors and lawyers and architects mm -hmm. and, and are doing very well. A lot of them making a lot more money than I am. But, uh, you know, our lives went in different directions. It wasn't a matter of, of raising the standards differently. It was just, it was just a matter of, of a very different mindset. Yeah. And that's not good or bad. I mean, p different people's definition, different people have different definitions of success and of, of obviously of where they want to go. So we're going to wrap up the show with 14 risks everyone needs to take in life by Paul Hudson. I don't know that we'll get through all 14, but that's what Paul said. And, um, so we've got three, four, five, six. We've got seven here that we absolutely want to cover, and we might get to the other seven. Because these are action items, folks, that you should be taking in your life today. Number one, risk taking the road less traveled. Now, earlier we were talking about the path. We like the beaten path. We like the worn path. We like, we like the guarantee that so many people have gone this way. There's very little risk once we go down this path. I'm going to challenge you to take the road less traveled, meaning when you wake up tomorrow or the next day or the next day, think of something that you can do different that day to get out of your comfort zone because that starts to – it actually starts to build more new neuro connections in your brain. Like it actually starts to change you. Yeah, I mean, you and and it's something you have to be very intentional about. You know, ever since uh, ever since I was in college, under my computer monitor, I've had taped uh, "The Road Not Taken" by Robert Frost. Oh. Um, it is right there in front of me all day, it. every day, and that's been very much a mantra for me to how I've I've tried to live my life. And uh, I, read that if you haven't read Does, it. Doesn't that come to the core of risk? Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, like just I, I can't continue to do the same thing that way. I've got to do something different. If you always do what you've always done, you always get what you've always got. Here's another one that I think really gets in the people, it gets in your way whenever you're deciding to take a risk or do something different, is risk getting turned down. And this is big if you're in sales. Uh, I've, I've, I've got some friends 
that are starting businesses. It's so cool to watch. Uh, one of the friends of our show that's called in before a couple times actually is Matt from Matt's Dirty Pickles. Yeah. And, um, you know, over the time we've talked and had conversations and, and I haven't talked to him in a little bit, love to buy his pickles, but to, to know how many times that he's been turned down on just asking for things, like when you're starting a business or, um, what, what about if you're, uh, wanting to ask someone out? I mean, what about the, the woman or man of your dreams that just came into your life and you got to risk getting turned down to say, Hey, you want to go out? It's worth taking. But the worst thing that you could possibly do is not ask and then never know. Yeah, you got to that's that's the third one here we're going to talk about is risk putting it all on the line. Yeah. I I asked earlier is it is risking what did I what was the question here? Do you have to risk it all to have it all? Mm-hmm. So how much do we put on the line? Yeah. What do we put on the line? I'm going to wager that when it comes to taking risk and doing things different that you feel like you're putting it all on the line, but really what you're putting on the line is your own pride. Yep. You're, you're putting your own ego on the line. You're putting, what will they think about me on the line? What will I think about myself? Your brain is absolutely wired to defend itself, to defend all of you. So as soon as you start to feel a little out of your comfort zone, guess what? It's all going on the line, and mm-hmm. that's just not true. And here's a big one that I see this a lot in corporate America. So if you're one of our listeners that you, you work in business in corporate America and you're not the head honcho, is risk making a mistake. And and if you are the head honcho, if you are the top dog, and, and actually, let me, let me put this one on the line right now. If you're a parent, let the people around you make a mistake. Let it be okay. We said earlier, it's not if you fail, it's how quickly you recover from that failure. And I know growing up, it was difficult for me to make a mistake because any mistake was brought to my attention. My dad usually would do that, you know, and it's out of protection. It's It really is out of love because we want people to be successful, but you have to risk making a mistake if you're going to take a risk to live different. Because by the way, you're going to make way more mistakes than you are going to have successes. Period. Yeah. And man, I don't even, I don't always even like the word mistake with this stuff, JJ. I mean, a mistake is if I take this bottle of water right now and, and dump it on the that table. would be a mistake, you know, by the way. Yeah, that, that's a mistake. <laughs> you know, taking, taking a risk that, that doesn't work out, I've taken plenty of those, and those have been some of the biggest lessons in my life. Yeah, so and your I, question is, is it, a, is it really a mistake? I don't think it's a mistake for me. That's a great point. Like I said, a, 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 a mistake is, is spilling milk on the table, man. A mistake isn't, isn't taking a risk and, and having it not work out. So really, the risk, risk making a mistake is getting over the fact that it, you think it's a mistake. Yeah. Because if you risk making a mistake and you realize it's not a mistake, then you really haven't risked anything. Yep. I think we just came full circle on that one. There you go. Risk not being good enough. And uh, if perfect is the enemy to great, good is the enemy to great, is you you cannot allow yourself to not do something because you it won't be perfect. You can't risk not starting to write that book because you feel like every word that needs to come out needs to be the exact right word. Same with speaking your mind. You have to speak your mind in meetings. You have to speak your mind to friends even if you don't know if it's the right answer, even if you don't know if it's good enough, that 
doesn't matter. I cannot tell you, especially since I've been in Dale Carnegie, especially since we've been on the radio, when you just let your natural words come out, James, and you stop thinking about whether something's good enough, you'll be amazed at how many people just come up to you and say, thank you for that. Like So last night, I was actually, I think I was near your house last night. So last night I was at this really small meeting in someone's living room when we're talking about culture. It was brought together by University of Richmond. And I, one of the MBA students had a really big problem he was presenting, and no one had a good advice. And I just threw something out there, and everybody was like, wow, that was actually... So the host came up to me after, he goes, that was really great advice. And I was like, really? Like, I, I didn't second guess myself, but I didn't think it was that good. Mm-hmm. But if I would have convinced myself that that advice wasn't good enough, I would have kept it my, to myself, and I would have had no impact on that guy. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I mean, r- worried about not being good enough should never be a reason not to make that leap. Amen. That is the, one of the most subjective things in the world, and we are usually our own harshest critic. <laughs> That's true. Um, here's a couple more. Risk launching too early. Just mm. go, folks. Just actually your movement into something is what's going to make it successful. Yep. Not waiting for all these puzzle pieces to be lined up. And one of the biggest ones on this list... 14 risks everyone needs to take in life, but we're still at number seven. We will not get to 14, is risk putting yourself out there and being judged. When you get to a point in life where you don't worry about how you're going to be judged, you will be amazed at the air that you can get and the takeoff that you can get in your confidence, in your beliefs, and your abilities to see that far into the future, because we were talking earlier that we may know what the next step looks like, but we get really scared when we think about the second step. When you get past this fear of judgment, holy smokes, it truly, truly becomes unstoppable, man. I mean, it's just like, talk about freedom. Yeah. It's freedom. Yep. I I don't... uh... I don't worry about other people. And most critics out there, folks, most people who criticize you are not doing as well as you. Think about that the next time somebody <laughs> criticizes you. Very, you know, very, very, uh, very rarely is somebody who is doing better than you the one who's bringing you down and criticizing you. It's usually those who are scared to do what you are doing. And the only thing I have to be critical of right now, James, is uh, our time's coming to an end. It is. It kind of sucks. I feel like we are just getting started. Well, let's do it again next week. I think we should. We want to thank you all for being here, wherever you listen to us. Uh, definitely check out our, our podcast. That's where we're growing really fast. And, and James, I haven't told you this yet, but I think I got some good news. I think we might be on another radio station in the next 30 to 60 days. I, that is awesome. I think it's coming. So we want to thank you, our listeners, for being here and checking us out every week. The biggest compliment, if you found value in this show, the biggest way you could pay, pay us back is share this with all your friends. Thanks for being here. See you next week. See ya. Thanks for joining us. Tune in to The Great People Show again next week.